0: welcome back to the Barbel bikini and biz podcast you join me for the second guest of 2021 and it is jamie also known as probably the unconventional coach on the old instagram that's where you may know her as if you don't know who she is and you're like who the hell is this well jamie the floor is yours introduce yourself a little bit about who you are what you do what you stand for and a few interesting facts about yourself that people might not
1: know if they do know you oh okay Okay, I'll start by introducing myself. So hello, everyone. My name is Jamie. I am 23. I am an online coach. Um, I basically work with a lot of lifestyle clients. I have a whole wide variety of ladies, basically just helping them undo the years of diet damage through social media, through Diet club, slimming world, like you name it. My real passion is just helping women learn how to get the body and lifestyle they want. Um, and I absolutely love it and I wouldn't change it for the world. A um, few facts about me. Oh, okay. First fact I actually studied animals for five years before I went into fitness. I literally was adamant on working with animals. Up until I did my last year at college, and I was like, nah, fuck it, this is shit. <laughs> um, so, so I went into fitness. Um, it's not really a fact, but for anyone who obviously doesn't know me, I have a little boy who is two in March. Um, so anyone listening to this that is perhaps a mum or a young mum, so I feel like body confidence is something that gets asked a lot, um, to me from ladies that are postpartum. So if you are postpartum, then this might be a good, a good podcast for you to listen to. Um, I'm so boring. I can't think of any other facts. Um, no, I don't have any facts. <laughs> favorite food? That's
0: always a fun one. What's your favorite food?
1: Favorite food would have to be oh do you know what at the moment I have a real craving for this specific burger place around mine like anything like um like be like bacon cheeseburger skin on fries halloumi or just anything like that I'm all I'm all good for anything food I'm good yeah just just food in general to be honest
0: yeah yeah just food in general well actually yeah (laughs) Jamie mentioned it, but I forgot to actually mention what we're actually going to talk about today. We're going to be all talking about all things, females, and body confidence. And the reason I wanted to do this podcast with Jamie is because, like me, online coach works with a lot of women, and I followed Jamie for a fair few months now. Actually, I don't know how long it. It's a fair few. It's a decent amount. It's definitely since the first lockdown, at least. Yeah. And I followed her content and a lot of the things that she stands for in terms of mindset perspective female empowerment female body confidence resonates with me so I thought this would be a great topic to touch upon with her because we have very similar mindsets attitudes towards the thing so the first thing I wanted to say was that again you are quite big on body confidence and has this something that you've always been sort of very passionate about is this something that you've always had just a bit of insight into sort of maybe how you got into fitness and the body confidence side of things from your side of the story and why you're so big on it yourself
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. To go back to sort of where my journey started, and I think a lot of fitness professionals' journey actually starts from a really toxic place. Um, I think a lot of the time people's journeys, mine in particular, stemmed from a place of desperation. I was desperate to look a certain way. I was absolutely killing myself, overtraining, undereating, because. I wanted to look a certain way. Um, I was so not body confident. I literally got to a place where... I, my sort of worth, the worst place I was ever in where literally I could not look at myself in the mirror without crying. I would look at myself and like, you know, like, um, in movies where like people get angry and they like look at themselves in the mirror and like that slap themselves in the face. So like, I would literally do that to myself. I would slap myself in the face. I would grab my stomach. I'd be like, you're so, you're so fucking fat. I literally wasn't. Um, I was just in such a bad place with myself so body confidence is definitely not something that I always had um growing up I have alopecia so that is a condition where your hair falls out so from the age of like 10 I had a massive bald patch at the back of my head um which made me really self-conscious um I had to wear a headscarf because I couldn't hide it. Um, So I was so not confident and I was such a confident child. And then when I had the alopecia, my confidence just went completely, it completely spiraled and I had to come to terms with my alopecia. Um, And then obviously all the other self-confidence issues I had like are my like, I, I don't have boobs now. I never, I, the only time I had boobs was when I was breastfeeding. But boobs were always a big insecurity for me. I was like, why don't I have big boobs? Why don't I have a six pack abs? Like, why don't I have really defined shoulders? Like, just constantly picking myself. And I would say gaining What I did to actually gain body confidence was I I did a bulk. So for me, I always was trying to lose weight. I was dieting for God knows how many years. um, And within that time, I developed a binge eating issue. Um, So I was binging all for the sake of looking a certain way. Little did I know that body confidence actually comes from within. And I know that may sound a little bit cringy. And that's not saying, because I feel like at the moment, there's... I mean, God, there's there's so much on social media about like fat shaming and um, you're promoting obesity, and yeah. we can go into that a little bit if you wanted, because I'm sure we we all have our own opinions on that. I'm not saying just be happy with how you are, but I'm I'm not saying that you you don't need to lose weight because you might want to lose weight to feel more confident, and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's about finding the confidence and almost like the acceptance within yourself along your journey, because I'll be a hundred percent honest. I trained earlier and I got my other half to take a video of my back. Cause I was like, do I have any muscle left at all? And I hated, I didn't like what I saw, but I'm in a, I'm in a place now with myself that I know that doesn't define me. I know that regardless of how I feel today, I might feel different tomorrow and regardless of that I I can still change do I mean so I accept myself how I am but Mm -hmm. I always want to be better if that makes sense.
0: 100% and I think everyone in fitness it does have that mentality to some degree everyone who is maybe in a place where like yourself you feel sort of happy with how you are you're never satisfied it's that cliche quote isn't it proud but never satisfied like you can be happy with where you are but Mm. You're always going to think there's something more I can do because that is the nature of fitness, isn't it? You're always wanting to develop, whether you want to get faster, you wanting to get stronger. There is always that area of self development. So, you're always, I think you are always mm. going to have that. There's always going to be something where you think it's not a case of hating how, like I'm the same right now. I don't hate how I look. I would say that I'm the most body confident I've ever been. But with mm. the nature of bodybuilding, which is what I do, I'm not satisfied. I'm like, I really want to grow I really want to build this part of my physique I really want to develop that part of my physique I don't hate how I look but I want to yeah 100%
1: yeah absolutely and there's nothing wrong with that like again we're sort of in a time at the moment where a lot of people are saying you should just be happy how you are and I don't agree with that like I I think if you're not if you're not happy with how you are then change that but make sure that that is actually what you want to change and address other stuff because there's a hundred percent other things. Like, for me, for example, my lack of confidence stemmed from having alopecia. So, do you know what I mean? It that there is always a root cause, whether that mm-hmm. be even like childhood trauma, like to get really deep, like a lot of it comes from trauma. Um, so establishing what it is you're actually trying to achieve are you trying to achieve it for you or are you trying to achieve it for some validation that perhaps you haven't got before in another area of your life
0: 100% and actually sort of quite needs leads quite nicely is what I was trying to say There on sort of the next little subtopic I wanted to touch upon is to why body confidence is such a big issue now I did psychology at uni fun fact if anyone didn't know that but I think Ooh, I've talked awesome. about i, mean, I think if you think i've talked about it in a podcast because i thought i wanted to do psychology it got to finally here, I was like no but like yourself <laughs> don't want to do this but i stuck it out for the sake of that piece of paper on my wall to say I've yeah got a degree, which always is quite cool yeah i've got a degree but anyway one of the um one of the topics that we studied which' was really cool actually was the psychology of appearance and we touched upon body image body dysmorphia eating disorders that sort of jazz mm. it' was really interesting so we touched upon a lot of the different causes and reasons why people have issues with the body, why people have distorted perceptions of the body. But I sort of wanted to look at what, you know, based upon maybe things you've talked about with clients, your own personal experience, what some of the reasons are and why body confidence and people having problems with the body and not being happy with
1: how they look is, is such a big issue in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it stems now from social media Mm -hmm. because obviously we're all on social media. Do you know what I mean? People listen to this will have found this through Instagram and Instagram, although yes, is an amazing platform for a lot of positive reasons. It also holds a lot of negatives because you're constantly seeing people in good lighting, in posed positions with edited pictures. Do you know what I mean? So I think a lot of the time, if you are someone who is struggling with your body confidence, the worst, the worst people you want to follow is um, a lot of celebrities to a certain extent, because all they post is perfectly edited, photoshopped pictures of themselves. And it's, I notice a massive correlation with my own mental health when I'm on social media more, if I've been wasting more time flicking through that bloody discovery page, I'm like, why do I feel crap? And it's like, oh, because I'm staring at people with showing me the highlight of their life of their body. So social media is a massive, massive contribution to it. And I think back in, like, obviously, when I was getting into fitness I was like 16 um so Instagram was around then um and I remember I would literally like go on Instagram and find like all these early Gymshark models and I'd like save pictures of them and put them as my screensaver and i would be like oh I just want to I just want to look like them and I would like Google like quickest way to get a flat tummy in do you know what I mean all of that and it was just it's so toxic like and again, one of the, what was again, a, a cringy quote, but it really is true, is there's no point looking, wanting to look like someone else because you're never going to be them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, we're all so different and that is what makes us, all unique do you know what I mean so focus on your strengths and focus on being the best version of yourself not aspiring to look like someone else because you're never going to look like them because you're not them you're you
0: yeah 100% and I think you kind of mentioned it then whether you sort of intentionally meant it to come out that way or not is that I think a lot of the time the social media perpetuates the issue Mm. but it always stems from something a little bit deeper it's always something because if you were very very happy and come because if it was just purely social media we'd all feel like absolute shit in ourselves we'd all just hate how i look and cry ourselves to sleep every night with a tub and ben and jerry's but we don't so it's Mm -hmm. sort of looking at why is it that some people and i think there's a fair few reasons one purely education like not knowing that like you said it is a highlight reel that this is lighting that looking that way you know there's very few people who can look mega all year round, you know, the genetic freaks that we hate because we do. (laughs) (laughs) And I think a lot of it does come from internal battles. If you're not happy in yourself for whatever reason, whether Mm -hmm. that's you know childhood trauma like you've said, Mm -hmm. um bullying, not really having an identity as you grew up, things like that can then perpetuate and I think manifest in body confidence issues because it's a general self-confidence issue it manifests into your body as well because you're just finding things that you don't like about yourself and obviously when something is visible that you can see it's a very very easy thing to pick up and
1: yeah
0: yourself I think down we're,
1: with. Not taught, we're not taught to be confident either no do you know what I mean like a lot of the time like when like when you get to a certain age it's almost like you can't be confident because you don't want to seem stuck up or yeah. vain do you know what I mean if you're confident in yourself when you get to sort of like teenagers it's like um because I remember being in school and if a girl was um in that time I would see them as like vain or cocky I'd be like that bitch like why she feel good about herself and it's like it's great she feels good about herself do you know what I mean let her feel good about herself but again that just stemmed from my insecurities about myself like I I couldn't understand how someone else could be happy because I wasn't happy so I think we're, we're not taught to be confident and we're not taught to we're not taught to love our bodies like I think especially as females a lot of the time like and again I don't want to I don't want to sound like a, a feminist because like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe myself as a feminist. But last year, I learned a lot about women and how women are actually suppressed in society. Because before I was like, now women aren't suppressed, I don't believe in it. And now I see actually, we are in a lot of ways. Um, even things like about our periods, like why should females be embarrassed about period, we get them every month and the whole we have periods that like the only reason any of us are here because we have periods. Do you know what I mean? So I think females again if we're going really deep into it women are suppressed women a lot of the time are made to feel that they need to have something extra special in order to compete with all these other women like we are we are definitely we are definitely suppressed in a lot of ways and I think that has a lot of a lot to do with it as well
0: yeah no 100% I agree and it's not being a feminist again it's something we all studied in psychology we looked into that in a bit more detail and sort of read between the lines and for example I did my dissertation on slimming world and sort of looking really yeah and well it was really frustrating I wanted to do my dissertation on something sport fitness because this is what at this point I knew this is what I wanted to do you had to apply to a tutor and I got this feminist um, lecturer and I was like I don't want to do anything on this, but I was like, how can I make this fitness health related? Yeah, and we sort of talked about we talked about diet clubs and even diet clubs, the nature of diet clubs. Um, again, you know, the whole focus of them being on the female thin body again, it's yeah. it's it's all linked, it is all very much linked, and yeah, I think so as well. And I think that is why, generally, not saying males don't have body confidence issues, I do genuinely think this is a lot of the reason why. It's more of an issue in females because if it's more of an issue in females, there's got to be a reason for it. Yeah, 100%.
1: yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's just everywhere. Do you know what I mean? It's everywhere. It's on TV. It's in magazines. Like when I was younger, I remember. I remember from a very early age wanting to look at, like, um, the Cosmopolitan magazines, like, probably because I wanted the little gift inside them that you <laughs> used to wear. But I remember looking at them, and I would specifically scroll to look at, like, female bodies. Like, I would want to see how female bodies looked because I wanted to almost compare that to myself. From Like, I'm talking probably about eight years old. Yeah. I, was, I was looking at girls' bodies and thinking oh, well, I want to look like this. And, okay, well, this, she's got a really flat tummy and she's got really big boobs. Like, do you know what I mean? So I think from a very early age, girls are comparing themselves to other girls. Speaking
0: of those magazines as well, I'm sure they still do. I don't read any of that sort of stuff anyway. It, like, it's no. all just trash. But I don't know if they still do but, you know, and, like, there's a picture of, say, like, Cheryl Cole or someone, and there's a picture of them on holiday when they, no, they don't look, quote, unquote, lean. And the whole app is blowing it up like she has piled on the weight. Oh my God, look at her compared to she's let herself go. That doesn't help, does it? They don't help. At all. That's basically this shock horror that this person isn't, hasn't got abs anymore or she's got some half the time, these pictures, it's just an unflattering angle, which we all have. And it's just a little bit of, we actually look back at half of those now. I bet they are just quote unquote normal female bodies. They're not overweight they're not massively obese they're just normal female bodies because naturally as females we do hold body fat we do
1: yeah 100 we all have different body shapes and like you say it's all just focused on being slim and i think what is great about like the rise of like girls going to the gym because obviously it's such a big thing now like a lot of girls are aspiring or women I should say a lot of women are aspiring to be strong like and I absolutely love it when I have clients come to me and they're like I want to gain muscle and I'm like yes do you know what I mean like yeah there is there is I I said this to uh, I think I said this on one of my podcasts that if you are someone going through like body dysmorphia or an eating disorder now in a lot of ways is almost the best time to do it because there's so much not do it do you know what I mean don't pick to do it but it's it's help. so much yeah. better now because there's a lot more help there's a lot more advice there's a lot more body positivity now do you know what I mean yeah. the amount of pages or the amount of women that have pages specifically posting real pictures and there's this woman that i I can't remember her name, and she literally just slams like not the fitness industry, but like um, how how social media is fake basically. And she'll post a pose picture and then an unposed picture, which I know is very trendy right now. But she was one of the OGs, and she does brilliant videos showing cellulite, showing her tummy roll, showing her real body. And she's slim. Do you know what I mean? She's not she's not like overweight at all she's a slim woman and she's still showing you that all women have cellulite all women have skin stretch marks and that that's normal like we need to no- we need to normalize normal bodies which is another quote do you know what I mean but I'm yeah, just 100%. throwing quotes out there <laughs>
0: all of the
1: quotes but all no, of the quotes
0: there's a reason for our quotes and I 100% agree with that it's I think it sounds really bad but I didn't know because I don't know if you know this about me, but I come from an eating disorder background. Um, when I was sixteen, and when I was looking on social, I mean, it was it was worse back then. And obviously, when you are a certain way, I was following a lot of those, you know, hashtag fit, fitspo, you know, spur, you yeah. know, tri- looking at ridiculously thin women. Yep. But even what I was internalizing from films, for example, so I remember watching a fair few films, and the female protagonist would always be tiny, you know, in terms yeah. of like sizes were looking at zero two six at the max in the UK there was never yeah. and you know you'd watch like scenes where there was a bit of nudity or whatever yeah. and you just see them being so lean and I, all of this was internalized there was none of this and this is wasn't even that long ago this was how long ago was it six oh god six years I'm getting on <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's not actually that long it's six years but even in that time frame the amount of new content out there and more people inspiring to go to the gym and not just go to the gym to be cardio bunnies people girls want to go to the gym now and because i still work within a gym when gyms are open yeah (laughs) and i see a lot more females even in the last year like more and more females getting into the weight section wanting to build muscle that shift is becoming so much more whether it's a trend i don't know and i don't care it's good to see it it's really good to see that mindset shift and girls knowing that a bit of body fat is okay but feeling strong is so much better than feeling like lean like that feeling of feeling strong is better than any and i think the feeling you get and i'm sure you can relate when you come out of a good session and you've hit pbs and you feel really strong and you see a bit more definition and you're like yeah that's that's so empowering and that is a better feeling than I've ever felt when being super lean. When I got super lean in summer, I felt like trash. I bet. I bet. I looked banging. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, looking back, I looked yeah. sick. But at the time, oh, my God. Like, no energy, miserable no. as heck, starving. And at the time, it's weird. You don't actually see yourself as lean. Like, you you think that when you diet down, you're going to love your body. You don't. I don't feel any different, to be honest with you. Yeah.
1: That's so important as well because I think a lot of people think oh if I just look this way then I'll feel good and then I'll be happy and I completely agree like the happiest I was was when I was actually my heaviest on the scales and that was when I came out of like my binge eating and I focused on eating and getting a social life back because that was a massive thing that I lost I couldn't eat out I couldn't I had really bad anxiety at the time I couldn't I just couldn't live my life and I came out of that and I remember just enjoying food like eating food and being like oh my god I can eat and not feel guilty and not feel like I have to do an hour of cardio the next day and I've reduced my training from seven days a week to five and I love my training and I'm feeling strong like honestly going into the gym and and even then as well like I think a lot of people think that and I've got a lot of women at the minute with me that are um pushing calories up yeah and the body is amazing because I have women that are pushing calories up, and they are continuing to look leaner because yeah. they're gaining more muscle. And if you do it right, you can eat. Like I've my one of my ladies, she's a fucking boss, Ellie. If you're listening to this, love you. <laughs> um, she is so fucking strong. We went into a dieting phase, and she is now pushing calories up. She's eating about seven hundred calories plus what she ended on. She's gained maybe a kilo on the scales, but she's doing body weight pull-ups. She is smashing out triple digits on multiple lifts. And she's light. She's like, I think she's like 60 or 60, early 60 kilos, like 61 kilos. She is doing like 120 kilo deadlift. Do you know what I mean? And she looks amazing. And that has come from increasing her calories. So It's gaining strength and focusing on gaining strength, gaining muscle, even just getting fitter and healthier, Mm -hmm. you'll you'll shift your mindset and you're also going to see better results because ultimately, if you are someone listening to this, wanting to get lean, like quote unquote lean, toned, you want to have muscle. Well, guess what? You've got to gain muscle. You've You've got to gain muscle and that takes time and it takes energy. You need to eat.
0: Yeah, 100%. And anyone who's listening to this as well, potentially, who is maybe a little bit older, um, how old is that client? So if you don't mind me asking, oh, you can give a rough uh, guideline.
1: I think, oh, I don't want to step my foot in it and say, I think she is late 30s. Late 30s. Um, maybe even, no, late 30s. <laughs> late 30s, no. Yeah. I don't want to stick my, no, my no, foot no. in no.
0: Because I've got a very similar example, and um, she won't mind me saying, but she's she's a bit older than, like, 30, so I'm not going to say how old. She's literally the exact same position. She started with me on pretty lowish calories, calories, um, and since then we've pushed them up again. It's probably about 700. Um, she's gone from being she, – she's all right in the weight room, but she didn't want to go on, like, the big leg press or anything like that. She's doing 100 yeah. kilos on the leg press. You know, she started on no plate. She wouldn't even do it. She's oh. – Eating a lot of food and her body weight is the exact same, and she looks sensational, absolutely sensational. And she's a lot older than a lot of my other clients. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but it just goes to show that it doesn't matter what age you are. Like I think a lot of people have a perception as well that you've got to be young to start going to doing the lifting, Mm -hmm. and there's never a time to, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, how old you are, how young you are, what experiences you've had. You can always turn things around. You can always make changes. So yeah. don't don't think you need to be a certain way, you know, because I think the trend is younger people, isn't it? You know, when you see these, the influencers, they are all typically probably sub 30, but that doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: No. I honestly, I I gained quite a lot of older clients during the last sort of four, six months. Um, Like I've got, I work with ladies that are in their late 50s, Um, and honestly they are so amazing like I cannot tell you a lot of my like I have one client and I just absolutely adore her because she is so positive and she is she's in her 50s and she is just taking it all on the chin she's learning she's getting stronger she's getting fitter and she said to me um I'm get I've got some new sweatshirt designs coming from my clients and she was like am I too old for one I was like don't be silly I was like shut up like do not do not call yourself old there is if anyone is listening to this who is a little bit older there is an influencer who is 74 her name I'm gonna find it because you have to follow her because she looks amazing her name is Joan, where is she? Train with Joan, okay. She is seventy-four years old. Do you not follow her, Lucy? I don't. I'm gonna go do it right oh now. Oh so Look at her. She is seventy-four years old, and she is jacked the fuck up. And she is just—I'm all for it. She, yeah, she's seventy-four years old. Oh, I don't. I've just... seen her before. She's bloody incredible, this woman. Yeah. So there's no, there's no age, she's and I, I, I think she's, show massive. Show it. Like, yeah, she's massive. Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> wow yeah she's 74 do you know what I mean you can start whenever
0: 100% I think we've rambled on about the things we want to talk about so let's uh, we got a few questions I've taken two of the best ones the ones that I think will provide a lot of help so the first one I got was do you find that most of your clients come to you in the first instance with no body confidence but after a few months is boosted if you'd like to start
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, every client is so individual. And for me, a lot of my clients come from uh quite a traumatic place with themselves um and i think in general a lot of the time online coaching is something people it's almost like a last resort for a lot of people because i think they exhaust all the diets they exhaust yeah. all the meal plans and then they're like fuck it's still not working okay i'll get an online coach so clients often come to me when they're at a very low point and i work with a lot of clients with And I think as well, disordered eating is so common, not eating disorders, well, they are very common, but disordered eating, I'd say 10 out of 10 clients I get have disordered eating. They feel guilty. If you feel guilty around food, guess what? You have disordered eating. You should not be feeling guilty for eating food. Um, So we have to work on so much and body confidence is definitely something that comes with time, but I can handle my heart say that, within for a lot of them even within a couple weeks they're starting to feel better because they feel healthier and they are healthier like I think people forget that when you take care of yourself you feel good whether or not you're just getting some steps in like all the positive things you do will in turn make you feel better anyway you could not lose any weight on the scales or physically change but in by taking care of yourself for two weeks you're sleeping better your mood is better you're not relying on caffeine and guess what you're going to feel so much better for it but absolutely body confidence is something that will come with time and it will constantly need work do you know what i mean even me i am very confident but i still have days where i'm not happy but like what i said earlier i'm in a position now where i can move on from that and say okay i'm not i'm not happy but um I'm always happy but I'm not satisfied and I can keep going
0: yeah no I agree and I think what I find with fitness in general when you start a journey a transformation whatever you want to call it is it's like a snowball effect so you start to make some positive changes to your diet your nutrition your training you like general lifestyle habits and then as a result you start to see a little bit of a change whether that's physical, mental, um, feeling more energized, that sort of thing, whatever it is. And especially when you start to see those little physical changes, you want to get into it more because you've seen that positive yeah. response. Whether you're starting to see more definition, you're seeing the scale go down, you're seeing that your energy is better, your mood's better. You then want to give more into it and keep going. And as a result, you get more progress the scale goes down more you see more definition your lifts go up whatever it is and that catalyst just comes and then it gets better and better and better and as a result you keep giving more you keep getting results you keep seeing these positive changes from lots of different avenues and as a result i do believe confidence grows and it's one of those things that continues to grow like when i first started my actual fitness fitness journey i had no confidence at all like shyest person you'd ever meet I couldn't imagine doing anything like this. Like I would not have the confidence to jump on a podcast with someone I've only spoken to a little bit on social media, speak up about my journey, speak up, you know, so unconfident. We'll make a phone call, that sort of person. Didn't like looking in the mirror. Whereas now I'm a totally different person, not just from my body confidence, but as a person. And that's what I say to people as well. I say your confidence will grow, not just how you, in how you look, but as a person and, And like that client that I was telling you about, I've noticed that in herself and I say it to her all the time, like you're not just more body confident, but you're now confident enough to share it. I'm sure you've got clients that are saying they'll start off and they'll be quite private. They'll just be talking to you and then they'll start on Instagram and they'll start actually posting what they're doing on Instagram and posting pictures of themselves on Instagram. And it's not a direct way of them saying, I've got more confidence, but you can see that confidence growing. And even just how they talk about themselves, their training, the fact that they feel they can talk about it it's
1: it's continues to grow uh, brilliant yeah I've got clients that say that they feel it they feel confident enough to go on dates I've got another client who she recently um a few months ago said that she was going to leave her job and she was like basically just said to them look I'm leaving unless you give me a raise and they gave her a raise so now she's doing the same job and she was like I like doing everything we do helped me do that And it's so true, like physical toughness correlates with mental toughness. If you're challenging yourself physically, that is going to rub off on you mentally, you're going to push that little bit more in more areas of your life. And you're just going to become more aware of who you are and what you actually want. Because deep down, I think a lot of people right now are not living the life they want, like, and you're not living the life you want, because you you think you want something that you potentially don't Mm -hmm. and you're afraid of chasing what you actually want and I just think that is a mentality that that needs to stop and that will be improved by you actually physically challenging yourself as well 100% do you want to take a question yeah I've got uh, what's my first one um my first one was a personal one how did I build body confidence, postpartum, um, which I think I've got quite a lot of postpartum ladies working with me at the moment. And postpartum is very challenging enough to anyone listening to this who is postpartum. Um, For me personally, when I was pregnant I actually felt so body confident like I the I say that the two times I felt most body confident when when I was both at my heaviest like when I bulked, and then when I was pregnant when I was pregnant I could literally I would happily take all of my clothes off and walk outside like I just felt amazing like I loved being pregnant but after like your body changes so much all for a good reason um but it does take some time. Like I would have days where I felt really, really body confident. And then to, to put, like, throw a, like real story out there where I breastfed my son. So when my son stopped breastfeeding, obviously my boobs like shrank and I had a lot of loose skin and they, they got, they dropped a bit. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I was so unhappy with them and but now they've they've gone back. Do you know what I mean? They've they've gone back to how they were, like they've changed again. But regardless of if they had, I would have learned to build a positive relationship with my boobs, which I know sounds weird and <laughs> just build a positive relationship with my boobs. But I would have, because at the end of the day, they fed my son solely for a year. Do you know what I mean? So postpartum is a very challenging time. And I would say, focusing on just taking care of yourself inside and out like a lot of the time I think women feel pressured to lose the baby weight fast and bounce back and if you try and do that fast, you are going to run yourself into the ground because you've got a new baby, whether it's your first baby, second, third or fourth, those first six months are especially challenging. You've got to focus on your sleep, your eating, like there's so much you need to focus on. So focus on building the basics up first, as in just actually taking care of yourself and not just stressing about how you look like focus on actually taking care of yourself from the inside out postpartum
0: yeah i can't relate I, I i yeah so i'm not gonna that question <laughs> basically i'm just gonna nod and say that was a really good answer and i'm sure what well, i know one of my old clients and good friend emma she um she talked we talked about on a podcast because she had a boy i think he's probably similar age to yours and she was talking about how she's managed to build back her body confidence and actually probably is in the best position she's ever been in with her body confidence now after okay. having a little boy and it, i think you saying it and her saying it, it just goes to show that you know, it can be done. You can get back to mm-hmm. where you want to be. You can be better than you want to be. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that that's it. Once I've had a baby, that's it. They're never going to yeah. be in good shape again.
1: No. Not true. Not, not the case. No. Your body will be different, but... Yeah, it's, different. But you've, you've got... I wouldn't regret it for the world. Do you know no. what I mean? No one... I don't think any mother would...
0: No, if you do, then you've had kids for the wrong reasons. And I'm going to say that and be blunt about it because it's true.
1: Like, <laughs>
0: if that matters to you, you know, a little bit of like loose skin or something matters more than your child. Get a reality check. Seriously. Yeah. Get a reality check. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Cause I feel like I'm going to offend a lot of people saying stuff like that. <laughs> um, I got loads of like sort of generic ones and st- ones that I knew we'd cover in what we talked in the main one. So I'm just going to use this other one that I wrote down and this is quite a it's quite a tough one to answer, actually. It's a bit interesting to hear your thoughts. So, she asked, it's a personal question. I'm obviously not going to say who it is, but she basically said her mum always had issues when she was younger with food, constantly dieting. And she believes that that's led to her being quite food obsessed now, always feeling like she's on and off and diet after seeing her mum do it. Yeah. And she says, How do I break this cycle of dieting and binging that she's been on for since as long as she can remember? Because she doesn't want to inflict that onto her kids. She doesn't want her kids to see that when she's have kids if that makes sense
1: yeah it's it's uh, yes yeah, definitely influenced her definitely like I'm not a psychologist but I'm quite I love psychology like I'm really passionate about it and ultimately we are we are made from our parents do you know what I mean if we've watched behaviors like it's either it's like learn or observed. do you know what I mean so it definitely is and I have a lot of clients that come to me with again issues from their family like and a lot of the time they don't even understand them like really simple ones that I'm sure we were all told as a kid is eat everything on your plate yeah. so I have a lot of clients that physically feel like they cannot leave food on their plate and that's something that I don't push on my child like he's not even two but if he says he does not want any more I will not I will not force feed him because that is just that's a habit that you don't want to get your children into. Same with like treats. I don't I don't offer him treats if he's been good. Do you know what I mean? It's not it's not a reward. And that can be a really prominent cycle throughout your childhood and then your kids childhood. If you present it onto them. Um, I think the best the first thing I would say is to re-educate yourself. So learn actually. If, if this person does have a goal of obviously um, losing weight or if you're in a binging cycle, a lot of the time obviously binging stems from wanting to lose weight. So you put yourself in a steep deficit, you then can't maintain it, you then binge because you're over-restricting, labelling food as good and bad. So initially I would say to educate yourself, whether you... I mean, there is so much information on people's social medias, on podcasts, you know what I mean, you've got a lot of information ready available, maybe look at working with a coach, if you feel you're in a position where you need it, um, start by educating yourself, and just in invest in that learning, because that's all it comes from, like I didn't go to therapy for my binge eating, I did it myself, um, and I did it quick, like I actually started reading a book um and it's not specifically for binge eating but it stopped my binge eating altogether and I after I started reading it I I don't think I ever binged again after I picked up the book so I think definitely just trying to reprogram you reprogramming yourself as much as you can or if it's something that is obviously very toxic and very ingrained you could look at um cognitive behavior therapy or outsourcing because as much as obviously coaches can help you sometimes it is out of our realm of control do you know what I mean if if it is a real binge eating eating disorder then you need to seek professional help that's what I would suggest I mean I don't really know
0: what to add to that to be honest it's pretty much bang on um like you said I think it depends with binging again it's it's like the, the topic of body confidence it always stems from something there's always a reason why people binge you know binging is not yeah. just because people are a bit stressed or they like to eat a lot of food there's always something else going on and with psychology because yeah. we did I've done eating disorders in um a lot of study because one obviously I had one it was interesting to read upon as well but mm-hmm. we studied it in both my um a levels and deg- university degree there's so many things that you know no one knows why there is no one reason why but there's a lot of things that could be biological that could be based upon childhood that could be based upon uh, things that you've internalized there's so many different things that can contribute or potentially cause it and unfortunately there isn't just one clear-cut answer there is not just one way of us going yeah that's the reason why so the, yeah. it's very hard to know what your reason is as, as an individual, but you will sort of be able to learn it yourself. And I think through that education and potentially get looking into some professional help. But like you said, you did it yourself. I sought professional help and I don't think any of that helped me. But what did help me was realise potentially why I had an eating disorder in the first place because with anorexia, which is what I had, it's not just about wanting to be skinny or wanting to be thin. It comes from something else. And for me, that stemmed from my personality type which has always been being very anxious, being very driven, always wanting to be better, always wanting to have something to show. I've always felt like a bit of an outsider. Like I've always felt like in my school that I never really had friends. I've always felt in my family that I didn't have a specific talent, that my brothers were really talented. One was in the West End, one was on TV adverts. You know, I didn't feel like I had a purpose. And that drove me to do quite extreme things to prove to myself I could do it yeah and that's what's where it sort of stemmed from and this is why I'm good at bodybuilding because it's that internal always wanting to better driven perfectionist personality but that's where it came from and I don't think again through reading and potentially a bit of the help I got I would have realized that and realizing that helped me massively because when I came to terms with that that's when I started to channel my energy into something else because I was like right this is who I am yeah I can't change this but what can I do about it how can I manage it and how can I drive that personality type that's causing me to be like this into something healthy into something productive which is now manifests in bodybuilding and building a business
1: yeah absolutely I think just to sort of talk about that a little bit more like it it, like you say, it all stems from, from something. And I think a lot of the time people are genuinely bored with their life. Like, and I mean that in the nicest way possible, like you when you eat, you release serotonin, which is yes. literally, I had this conversation with one of my clients. Um, when you eat, you release serotonin, which is literally that's why people have the urge to stress eat. So if you're someone who gets in after a stressful day from work, go straight to the fidge, fidge fridge, <laughs> eat chocolate, and you're doing that because you're you're seeking serotonin. So mm-hmm. channel that energy into something more positive. Like, I think this lockdown, like I'm really soul searching myself at the minute like I want to start painting I want to start doing pottery like I'm like I just want to find something that I enjoy whether I'm good at it or not I don't give a shit so if you are someone who's struggling with emotionally eating because again you I have clients that are emotionally in um, emotionally eat and there'll be days where they're so busy they're like I've barely I've barely eaten today which I'm not saying is good but it's like see you you're not controlled by food if you're busy and you're proactive you won't have the urge to eat because you're busy do you know what I mean so I'm not saying be really busy that you don't want to eat but I'm saying fill your time with things that are going to bring positivity to your life and that will help your relationship with food massively because for me food is fuel now it's not comfort unless I'm on my period which I have been and I did have a (laughs) pack chocolate buttons and that's fine do you know what i mean it's 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 finding something that you actually want to do in your life and finding fulfillment in other areas of your life is going to help you with your relationship with food absolutely
0: yeah and just to sort of build upon that i don't know if you know it as you probably do but just to throw another geeky fact out there it's not just serotonin that it stimulates it stimulates your dopamine pathway in your brain which is another neurotransmitter chemical that's a reward pathway so that's when it will the name's on the tin it's a reward pathway so it makes you feel good it's that rewarding stimulus which again gets released from quote-unquote junk food food that tastes good that's why people do it because you want that reward you want that stimulus you want to feel good and so again it might just be a case of actually assessing like you say assessing your life and think well if I'm really needing this to feel good what's going wrong here and it might sound very sort of deep But it might actually be a case of reassessing your life, your job, your relationship, relationship with yourself um, and what hobbies you're doing, just little things like that. And it might sound really extreme, but sometimes it actually takes that to be like, you know what? That's what's driving you to do that, because I don't know if people know this about me, but obviously I had the eating disorder background. I sort of came out of the other end and then. I had a really sort of weird summer when I turned 18. My nana passed away and she was literally the person who got me through it. I then went to uni and I sort of went the other way. Like, I wouldn't say I was binging, but I was very com- much comfort eating. Oh shit, that's just my laptop saying it's going to die there with. That's not good. <laughs> not... Is that plugged in? Yes, it is. God. That, could you imagine? It just got deleted. That's whole after all. Oh, I uh, would literally tragic but yeah so I went the other way and I think for me I didn't have anything to create because I'd stopped dancing because when I went to uni I wasn't seeing friends as much and I was in a job that I hated and because I didn't really have anything that was giving me that reward I think that's why I turned to food because I didn't have something and then when I found the gym and really got into that and that that feeling of training gave me that reward stimulus it was like yeah. a, fl- a switch flicked and I didn't want to eat like that anymore and I, th- I do right. think having the accountability of the PT that I went with and paying her a lot of money for the diet plan helped but oh, yeah. it just gradually st- and I was like I don't want to do that anymore because why would I I've got something else that makes me feel good and it makes me feel so much better so yeah. that could be absolutely. one as well
1: yeah absolutely completely agree shall I give another question yeah do you want to take another one Yes, I. Oh, I've got like four more. Let me pick a good one. Um, this might be a good one. Okay. Uh, do you think you need to lose fat to be body confident? I think that's stemming from. I think it was a cosmopolitan thing. Yeah, absolutely. I always say that I. I had a friend in school who was so confident in herself, and she was like, to be brief, she was overweight. She was overweight. But you would never even, you would never even think about bringing it up to her because she never brought it up. It was never an issue. Like her weight, her appearance, she never expressed to me that she wanted to lose weight. Like this is when I was at like 16, uh, like 15 to fifteen to 17 or whenever you leave school, I don't even know, 16. Um, and... Her her weight was never a problem because she never made it a problem. She was body confident. She was confident in herself. She was loud as fuck. She was extroverted and she owned it. Like we all have a friend who is like bigger and feels amazing, and that should show you that it you don't need to lose weight to feel body confident. And again, that's not me saying that you shouldn't. You should just be confident in yourself. If if if. You're unconfident because you might want to lose lose body fat. You might want to, but equally, you don't need to to be body confident. There are a lot, there are so many women in all different shapes and sizes that are body confident. So no, you don't have to lose weight to be body confident, in my opinion.
0: No, hundred percent agree. I mean, my body confidence has grown with time. It's one of those things that has grown as with me as a person. But where I am now, I'm nowhere near the leanest that I've ever been. I'm sort of pushing, you know, I'm off season, bulking, improvement season, whatever you know it as. So by no means am I fat, but am I the leanest I've ever been? No. But would I say my confidence in myself is probably the best it's ever been? It's definitely up there. And I'm not dropping fat right now. Like, that's not what I'm doing. If anything, I'm gaining a bit of body fat with the phase that I'm in week on week. My scale weight's going up every week, basically it doesn't bother me. Like I'm the most confident I've ever been. And I think confidence comes from, it's not just about how you look. It's about how you feel internally. And that manifests externally. And it's, it's quite, I don't think it's another cliche quote. It's that, you know, you can't be, there's no point doing everything if you're not happy on the inside. And it's so yeah. true. Like if you're feeling rubbish in yourself, you'll know this yourself. And I'm sure many people can resonate when you're having a really bad time for whatever reason, you don't like how you look. You, yes. don't, you don't you don't you you start to pick things about and again when you're having a bad time you might probably start to look worse anyway because when you're stressed you sleep poor that can manifest in water retention and you actually can actually look worse stress spots things like yeah. that when you feel good in yourself you feel happy in yourself fulfilled in yourself again you probably won't hold as much water but you do just genuinely feel better in yourself you feel good in yourself yeah. so no you don't need to drop body fat to be confident improving your physique whatever avenue that takes can definitely help with body confidence that doesn't just have to be body fat that can be building muscle that can be if you're focused on more strength whatever it is definitely investing in some sort of improvement in your physique helps your confidence but does it have to be dropping body fat hell no it doesn't no
1: yeah absolutely agree Absolutely agree. It, there is, like you said, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing better than feeling strong. Like feeling strong is just the best feeling. Like it it is. is, it's top of the world. So absolutely always. And even if you are striving for fat loss, always be striving to improve your performance in the gym, because that is the biggest game changer. And I think from working with a lot of clients, that is something that they don't actually focus on until you sort of bring that to their attention. And You need to be focusing on improving in the gym in order to improve your physique. It's not enough to just go to the gym. It's not enough to just track your calories and do your steps. You've got to really work hard in your workouts and and push yourself in order to change your physique. And that as well will not only help you physically, but it will help you mentally as well because you're mentally challenging yourself. And again, mental toughness, uh, physical toughness, sorry, correlates with mental toughness. 100%
0: agree I think that wraps things up really nicely to be honest I think we've covered loads of wonderful things and I hope to whoever's listening if you have had struggles do have struggles because we all have struggles that something we've said sits with you resonates with you or if you've got a friend or a family member potentially who is struggling obviously you could share this on brilliant but maybe some of the things you've said you could share with them and that would be really nice to know and I'm sure Jamie feels the same that if anything does help you or you shared it and just let us know because it'd be really nice to know that what we've said helped and even if it's just got you through a walk great but if it's actually managed to add some value and potentially help you that's brilliant but we do have to wrap up on one very important question it's the Mm. signature question of the podcast it's the most important question of this entire podcast i mean body confidence meh
1: this is what's important your favorite cereal go (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Well, right off the top of my head, it's got to be Golden Nuggets. Okay, decent. I have not had Golden Nuggets in years. It would be Golden Nuggets, or it would actually be... I love Special K Honey and Oats, and I have not that had, had that for years either. Or Cocoa Pops. I love cereal.
0: Uh, that's why I asked the question. Cereal is just... What's your favourite cereal? My favourite cereal. <laughs> My favourite one It's really annoying because you can't get it all year round and the macros on it aren't the best, but it's phenomenal. So Aldi do it. You know, when you go down Aldi and they've sometimes got those. Oh, I love Aldi. They sometimes have like an t- American style food. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Every now and again, it pops up. It they the do so. It's like Reese's. It's like a f- their own version. It's called like cocoa and peanut butter balls. Yeah. It is sensational. I've literally got a handful left so I got two boxes of it for my birthday. I was dieting over my birthday, so I didn't. I put them away because I was on like no food whatsoever, like next to no carbs, and yeah. like, it was horrible. Besides from that, and then I found them the other day, and I've gone through them, and yeah, it's oh, oh, it's wow. amazing. If you ever see them in a special aisle, even if you're dieting, guys or Jamie, anyone listening, buy a box and put them away because they'll disappear for another year. And then when you're not and you want them, they'll be there and they are literally insane.
1: Absolutely. I love Reese's, but I've never tried the Reese's ones and they do them in BNM, So I might have to go and get myself. I think it's
0: similar. And if it is similar, it's worth it. It's worth the crappy macros. It's honestly worth every single second.
1: Just have it post-workout. This is the problem. You
0: can't have it post-workout because it's quite high in fat. So yeah, it's got like five grams of fat in a serving, which is really frustrating, but it's worth delicious it. it's so nice it's an evening snack it's a sprinkle onto your yogurt which is what mm. i want to do in an evening kind of snack it's phenomenal i'll take that board. yeah definitely thank you for your time today i hope you've enjoyed the rambles people and i hope you've enjoyed being on it jamie it was a pleasure to have you on um, i
1: have thank you very much for having me lucy it's been great it's been wonderful and it's
0: starting to get late so we're gonna hit go to bed whatever time you're listening to this hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you on the next one